Hello, everyone, and welcome to the full dive game. <laughs> I told you my joystick was being annoying. The slightest of taps causes that. Okay. <laughs> and right, the sir. song and blah, blah, blah. Great, <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the full dive gaming podcast. Bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rick Macfer, producer and editor of this podcast. Did you just mispronounce your own name? I'm Jay Brad, what a virtual reality YouTuber. What did I say? You said Rick Macfer. <laughs> he threw an R on me. I didn't even notice. Rip, Rip McAfee. There we go. Destiny. Who are you? I'm tell sorry, us, my, tell us about my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much for destiny yeah now she's getting all flustered look at her i, I think she's talking and it's not there's nothing coming out <sighs> okay okay <laughs> i'm destiny wheeler entrepreneur and vr enthusiast Ooh, gotta catch my breath all right and tonight um adam couldn't make it but instead we have a very special guest hey it's greg go ahead and tell us about yourself hey it's greg uh i i like games and i play them like a normal person and i definitely don't try and ruin everyone's day i would that'd be very wrong of me all right <laughs> so he he's he's a vr youtuber because apparently i shouldn't have trusted him to introduce himself <laughs> greg here's a vr youtuber several thousand subs we're really happy to have him here and uh look forward to hearing his opinions on all the things we're talking about today um so for those that are listening in just to let you know you can actually watch us we're sitting here in vr we're interacting we're together in a room and if you want to see all this, head on over to our YouTube channel. Channer, I'm just adding <laughs> wow. er to the ends of wow. words today. Um, <laughs> check out the YouTube channel uh, if you want to see us and our lovely virtual reality faces. We run the podcast in three sections. First, a VR gaming news sectioned. S- sectioned. Wow. I just... I'm, I'm not on it. <laughs> not on it falling apart tonight i am second we'll be re- talking about our experiences but i haven't even like i was thinking about grabbing a beer before this podcast and i'm so <laughs> glad i didn't do that the fifth beer would have made it much worse than it already is yeah right, right four beers was just fire. the right amount for where you're, you're sitting right now <laughs> we'll be we'll be talking about our experiences with some of the vr games to come out and then for our third section we'll be running a discussion that changes week to week this week we'll be talking about vr what oh yeah we're talking we'll be talking about vr beyond gaming so that's like what are the applications of vr beyond just having fun in games and there's a lot there we try to stick it usually to vr gaming specifically in this podcast but we feel we sort of ought to touch on this as people who are trying to be at the forefront of vr last week we could we cover gosh darn it last week we covered what flat games we want in vr check out last week's podcast to hear all about it oh my i'm gonna take over from here yeah please uh, so we're gonna move into the q a section me, these Jay. questions come from these questions come from our awesome discord community get over there and join if you want to hear your questions answered on the podcast the first one matt asks did you ever think of VR before it existed? So I, I got to tell you real quick, Matt, VR existed before I think any of us actually did in this room. Right. Uh, but if you're yeah. talking about like 
did were we did we think of it and like didn't really know about it? Well, I know personally, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I the first time I really kind of saw a glimpse into it, I was playing an iPad game and you could hold the iPad out in front of you and it was a sure you could turn physically and see it was like holding up a window to a virtual world. So AR. And I remembered yeah, I remembered. Well, but it was like it was still a virtual world. There was no you didn't see your oh, own gotcha, world. Gotcha. You just saw the game world. So it was kind of like having a VR goggles, but out in front of you, like four feet. So it wasn't <laughs> nearly as immersive. But I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this. But if they make this into actual gaming that can actually work, this would be incredible. Basically, Rift One did that. They took it out like a mini iPad, shoved it on your face. We've come a long ways. What about you guys before? Before VR became at least, let's say mainstream, did you did you think about it? Were you into it, or did, was it something you discovered after the fact? Uh, I I had a completely like oh sorry, you want to go? No no keep talking. No you're good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll go around uh, this way. I had I had like this completely like different mindset about like the future of like gaming and stuff like that, and so I I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Gamer. Yeah. No. yeah, with uh, what's his name? So. But he's like a convict, and he feels yeah. control him. Yeah, yeah. So in, in that movie, there the these people can control other humans uh, virtually, quote unquote, by being in this room that's basically just this three hundred and sixty degree screen they can stand inside of, hmm. and so whatever they whatever they do with their arms and movement and stuff like that happens within. Uh, what's happening in real life because they're controlling people like inmates who are on death row and if they successfully complete these missions they can get the person out of death row and so what they they had this real immersive like almost like just tv room which is what i called it and so i thought that was going to be the future and I, i i knew about the virtual boy and stuff like that and but it you know it was very very limited as to what it was capable of but of course it was the start of the idea and but i just thought that the the whole 360 degree screen thing was going to be what was going to happen yeah that's that's interesting there well We'll just go around the circle and go to Destiny. But before we do, I, I don't want to get into an argument with you here, but I feel like the virtual boy was more like the death of it briefly rather than oh, like yeah. the start. It's like, yeah. it's like what killed it for a second. Destiny, it was what the about start it? and the death. <laughs> Beginning right. and end. Now we're back. Destiny. So I think for me, like, have you ever went to a Six Flags like years ago where they had that, um, I don't even know what you'd call it, but it was the SpongeBob ride where you could like sit in the chair, you're like buckled in and you the screen was like massive massive and it almost seemed like it was popping out at you but you were like moving with it and there's several like arcades and like places that had things like that that I was always like fascinated by like those were my favorite types to get into so I definitely like the idea and I think it's really cool that they went from like that to what we have now Mm -hmm. and sort of like the idea of like omni theaters yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm was this which six flags was this um the texas one i don't know if other yeah. locations had it no no i've I've never been to that <laughs> yeah i remember I know, it was so one. cool yeah it yeah. was awesome wow. like they would favorite. spray you and like blow air and stuff yes. like that yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like hardcore immersive hardcore i forget the immersive. roller coasters i just wanted to do that ride the whole time <laughs> i gotta look this up now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh it was it was epic you missed out <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I thought I wouldn't be alive for seeing VR. To be honest, with I, I never like my my only introduction to VR was like through like just fiction stories, and that was it. And I just assumed that we would never really get that. And and then the rift comes out, and it's like this is somewhat practical, guys. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But um, mm-hmm. as I've said before, it wasn't until like getting to play the Vive that I realized how impressive it actually was. Um, and and did I only then decide, oh, this is like going to be a thing? But I never really like imagined. I don't think I imagined VR in general. I never put like much thought into it prior to getting to actually test it out and just seeing the Rift S when it came or the or the original Rift when it came out. It wasn't like something I was necessarily like hoping for too dramatically, I think. But and then it came out and now I'm like, oh, it's the best thing ever. It is. It is. I, I thought about it, I think, because I kind of saw some of the transformation from 2D to 3D games, like especially having an older brother. He was able to kind of like explain it to me, I feel like, better. Right. But like I remember seeing us going from like a Sega Genesis to the Nintendo 64. And I remember us saying like, oh, one day we're going to actually be like the character inside the game. But same as you, I didn't think I didn't think that would be this soon. I didn't right. think that would happen. I thought that would be like right. I'd be an old man doing it and be telling the grandkids, oh, yeah. I was a <laughs> little kid and I imagined this one day. So. I yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Or like when you go to the eye doctor and like they would put your uh, like face up to that machine and you have to see the image like the little tree far away. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you can actually play games like that and not just see the little tree. <laughs> we've we've came so far. We have. All right, moving on. Um, Commander Nexon, Nexion, Nexion. Destiny. Do you know how he pronounces his name? <laughs> and I would assume Nexion. I don't right. know. Um, how far out do you think we are from having some form of VR in every home, much like um, many homes now have a gaming console or PC? Um, in my opinion, it's not going to be VR that's in every home. I think AR will end up being in every home um, because that's actually practical to a wide audience. Until VR really gets to the point where it's like a, like basically just sunglasses, most people aren't going to want it to just strap to their faces unless it's like, just most people don't want to put in that effort unless they're looking for something or they're already a gamer. But for people that are non gamers, you know, when we've started to see like laptops and stuff like that come into their lives, it was when it became practical and necessary for daily life. VR is nowhere near that AR might end up being that way pretty soon. Honestly, if Microsoft, Microsoft HoloLens nails their technology, we might end up seeing a, the standardization of our computers being attached to like glasses and then having it overlaid on our life that I could see VR probably not. I don't, I don't think it'll become in everyone's home. I think it'll be XR in everyone's home. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know XR, it's kind of like there used to be this thing. It was like AR versus VR. And everybody kind of realized like, it's probably not going to be one or the other. We're going to have some form of fusion at some right, point yeah. in the two. And yeah. so XR headsets are kind of saying they're like the halfway in between. I think that I think that VR will have a place like I think that once workplaces finally see it, some of them are now training yeah, could be done in VR and save you so much money that that might be where you'll see VR all the time. And there'll still be gaming and stuff. But like every company might use VR to train people. And then. AR could be used all throughout your life. You could be, you, we wouldn't need phones anymore if you had glasses or contacts that would display your messages and had an apparatus that actually ran it all. And then XR, XR is too new to really tell you like what I think or even 
what it might be, but I feel like if there was some sort of fusion where you could have both, like in your glasses, you could shut it down and fully immerse yourself in the game and you could open it back up and see an overlay on the real world. That would be insane, but that's probably a long ways out with the technology. Right. I mean, at least yeah. at least 30 years, I would guess, on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Please. Moving us on. Um, Destiny, you got the next one? Okay, so with this one, it is Ni. Y'all want to help me with this one? Niunio. Nunia. Nunia. That's how I say it. I don't know if that's Nunio. right. Nunio, one eighty one. He asked, "Quick, quick question: What was your most nauseous time in VR?" Ooh. Okay, so, um, let's see. I think Anything my on first VR. app. <laughs> right. I think like um, my first social app I got into was AltSpace. And they had the uh, locomotion movement, and immediately I was nauseous. <laughs> and then I got into like Pavlov, and it was times a million. Yeah. So I think <laughs> definitely those, and I still get that way. Like it's gotten better, but uh-huh. quite a few games. If they don't have teleport, then I'm going to fill it a little bit. What about y'all? Mm-hmm. Greg? Uh, the only time I've ever felt nauseous or even like any sort of like motion sickness was pretty much in like games where you would either like they're just like roller coasters or games like roller coasters and my very first vr experience whenever i first got like a proper headset mm-hmm. was this horror game where it's this uh do you guys remember like those old arcade shooter things where you would have like the almost realistic looking guns but then like you had actual targets and right. then they had like mm-hmm. the little red dots on them that you had to shoot yeah mm-hmm. it, it that the game is pretty much that but like it's haunted ooh. but there's <laughs> right. there's a section of the game where you start out being able to move around on your own but as soon as you want to progress, you have to get into a minecart, and oh, it no. sends you down like this automated uh, little track where you have to shoot little targets and stuff. But then eventually, of course, it drops you off and it goes down like this crazy twisty turny, that sort of thing. And I wasn't ready for that since I hadn't tried it before. Right. And it in standing up and my body wasn't used to moving and not moving at the same time, if you know what I mean, <laughs> it, it it sort of. I actually fell down because oh, it was no. like oh, no. I was really confused and I had to like rip the headset off and just be like, oh, okay, I need, to, I need to take a breather here for a sec. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's just like roller coaster games and stuff like that where it's making me move without me controlling it is sort of the games that make me nauseous. Right. Yeah, especially roller coaster. Yeah, roller coasters are kind of known for being like a crazy one, but Rip's trying to say PSVR. I got to say, obviously, I've never been fully sick in VR, but the the Gear VR was where I started, and I think that's why I don't get sick, because every experience was like short. It was only a few minutes, but it was intensely, some of them were intensely crazy, and they would have made you sick, but luckily they were only a few minutes, so I think I built up my immunity back then. So, <laughs> yeah, that was lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had I had fancy a fancy boy with early VR. Yeah, it came free if you upgrade your phone. So I wasn't that fancy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
I think I think most of my motion sickness time was from uh, when I owned the PlayStation VR trying to play um, Rigs. Was that what it was called? Oh yes, Rigs. Yeah, um, I really liked the game, but it uh, it was difficult to stomach. Oh no no no! Actually, it wasn't that one. It was um, there were there were there was like. When, there was like a come with the PlayStation VR sort of oh, suite Odyssey, of games. Scavengers Odyssey. Yes. That was the one that made everyone sick. I thought it was weird you said Rigs because that wasn't Scavengers Odyssey was like the way to find out if you could get motion sick. That game was just, I don't even know why. It was crazy for people. Yeah. Still a cool game though. Yeah, that was that one easily. Like I had to like lie down for hours after that one. It was rough. <laughs> Definitely soured my experience yeah. of the PlayStation VR. <laughs> um, yeah motion sickness is no joke <laughs> alright Jay you hit us up with the last question so Starsight asks the most specific question ever what is the best thing about VR and why do you think so ah yes <laughs> I just you know I'm so ready for that one not broad at all <laughs> uh, I will say I think that one of what could be the best things about it what's to come I think the social aspect still has not really found its legs yet but after I spent father's day with my dad in vr because he's in lockdown i couldn't go see him it was like wow it felt like we actually hung out and not only did we actually have, we had to do more things than we ever would have been able to do in real life it was so cool that i think that once we have it to where you can sit courtside with your brother or freaking watch an mma fight from in the ring with your family member like to be able to do stuff like that with people in a social setting like it would be crazy and it would span the gap of like the entire world to be able to be that close with each other and experience things right in your face together so i i think that's something that's not there yet but i think that's my favorite part of where it could be going mm-hmm. mm. yeah i agree jay um there is actually a really cool I don't know what you'd call it. It's kind of like hybrid of like a mall and a social app that's going to be up and coming. And I don't know the name of them, but they do follow us. And it's insane. It's called like Cine World or Cinema World or something. But it is so cool. Like I can't imagine like you actually can try on stuff and like order things like it's totally getting to that level. So yeah, like where it could be going, the whole like social versus like interaction and it's it's really cool. I think that's definitely my favorite part as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think a big part of VR is the escapism of it all. And how you can pretty much pick your own world that you want to go to. If you had like a really bad day or something, you can go to a movie theater. You can go into this sci-fi or fantasy land and fight monsters or dragons or almost do whatever you want at this point but of course you know limited to what vr is currently capable of but i I definitely think the escapism is one of the 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 main thing that's hooking people and Mm -hmm. how they can you know especially now that we're in you know the the quarantine and all that sort of stuff people uh have gotten into vr more i would think and it definitely helps with the the being stuck at home all the time sort of feeling, right? And yeah, that that's what I think about VR. It's just going where you want when you want and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Rip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I I'm like 
I, I kind of want to also say the social thing, but I'll I'll say something different. Um, for me, it's <laughs> it's the um, I, I just like the way you play a VR game, like Half Life Alex, for example. The way you play Half Life Alex, like when I was thinking about like as people mod it and get it ready for, um, trying to play it on flat screen, um, instead of in VR. I was just thinking and looking at these people trying to make that happen. I was like, I wouldn't want to do that. What makes the game so special is how it plays in VR. And it's that aspect of VR of like being able to like reach and grab stuff and dodge. And like, I like that I can do these things in VR and it, and you can't do that in a game or not in a game in a, in a non VR game. And that difference to yeah. me is huge. And, perhaps the biggest selling point for me um, yeah there's nothing real about picking up a magazine by pressing square right on a controller but when you're in <laughs> vr you're grabbing it you're sticking it in your pack that's it's totally different yes right the, the simple stuff becomes fun all right yeah so with the q a section out of the way let's get into the news but first this week's news segment is brought to you in partnership with asterion does your headset Hold up. <laughs> Does your VR headset still live in a cardboard box? Here at Full Dive Gaming, we believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your VR device. And that's why we're really excited to recommend the Aura Universal VR Stand. Compatible with every VR headset, the stand is minimal, it's modern, and it looks great on your desk or in your living room. And with clean RGB lighting, you can cycle through a plethora of colors or consistently alternating color mode. If even... Oh. I misread that. <laughs> it's always so hard. Like I can go so far reading these things, but like it's just fuzzy enough that occasionally I'll mess up. <laughs> so um, the stand also has a USB port. So if you've got a Quest or you've got controllers or whatever else needs charging, um, it will charge your stuff. Pretty sweet. Does the job? It charges it. It's we've so some of us have just gotten them for the first time. Some of us have had them for a while. Greg, do you have or do you use a VR stand at all? No, I just set it on on my desktop yeah. or on my uh, my computer. <laughs> yeah, well, you're like what we were. You should get an Aura stand. <laughs> would, we actually Next like level gaming. I, yeah, I would honestly rec- like this is this was not like a sell our souls kind of thing. This was actually like this is a really cool VR stand, and it's super convenient. You can just kind of like practically drop your. You don't have to like be all finicky with getting the make sure it's correct yeah making sure it's just like hangs on it and it's super convenient um and it looks kind of cool so yeah easy yeah, recommend lighting is gorgeous lighting is gorgeous oh it looks yeah, so you guys yeah. have to look at that for those in video there'll be like a little picture that pops up but um all right it would have at least at the start of the video but um for those that don't know honestly just look this thing up it <laughs> looks really cool um so if you want to pick up your own vr or a VR stand, use the code FULLDIVE at AsterianProducts.com to get $5 off any order over $19.99. <laughs> Again, that's full dive, no spaces, and you can get an Aura VR stand for just $24.99. Asterian Products were excited to... What did you write here? Someone changed this. I didn't write that. <laughs> that's you. I, I think I think Ryan might have done a... A light bit of adjustment here was excited to dive in and wanted us to say we are big fans of jbrat and dollface vr and are excited to be a part of your channels 
I would be moving my hands, but they're stuck right now. Woo! Yay, my hands are stuck. <laughs> like, yeah, just pretend they're moving. Where's the, where's the love for Adam and I, Asterion, huh? This was before they knew you. We're, we're building a relationship right now. So <laughs> All right, this is well, the start of it. Yeah, right? send, us, send us a new thing for us to say so that it includes little old me and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's begin the news section. Um, Destiny, you got the first one? Yes, so Oculus Quest 2 may be in the works as VR headset production ramps up. Tech News website has reportedly spoken to sources close to the matter, claiming that a new iteration of Oculus VR headset will start manufacture before the end of July 2020. What's most telling, though, is talk of production numbers. Facebook, which was acquired by Oculus back in 2014, is said to be planning to produce 2 million units in the second half of 2020 alone, which is around twice the amount of VR headsets Oculus produced in the same period last year. That's I, pretty I hear that intense number, number, and that doesn't sound like enough. That doesn't sound mm. like enough. I don't think so. No, because Quest has had such a hard time staying in stock. PSVR did That's the same true. thing when it came out, and it managed to sell like 5 million units in the first few years. The Quest should be able to out, outsell the PSVR in one year with it being wireless, with it being new, with it being the price point it is. The, I, 2 million is not ambitious enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to stay sold out sense. forever. <laughs> mm. The, Maybe they're the doing question, that thing where they only release so much and then they're just kind of like baiting people to get it. You know what I mean? Keep the hype up. That's terrible. Yeah. I know. But, <laughs> Isn't but that I what they did with the, the NES minis and stuff like that? Uh, they had like yeah. limited stock and people scalped. Yeah. I don't I don't right, understand the appeal for a company it. to do that. But that, that's a whole nother thing. Uh so what what do you guys think though? Is this is this a quest two? Is this a quest pro? Is this just an a better kind of quest? Has anyone read anything or heard any rumors? What what do you think? Well, we keep getting rumors that it's going to be a new quest. So I, I think it's pretty safe to say that's what we're getting at this point. Um, and we've talked about this before on the podcast as well when we were first starting to get rumors. And um, there's there's it'd be one thing if it was like all over the place with rumors but they've been pretty consistent with it being a quest and we've gotten fairly consistent prototype pictures coming out that have been leaked and they all look the same it's not like totally wax jesus my vr chat's acting weird um yeah i i think i think it'll be a, a, a quest too or at least something like the quest if they don't call it the quest too Quest S. Quest S. There you go. Just stick an S at the end of it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm hoping it's a little bit more. I'm wondering if the price is going to be more because I know some of the things have said it's supposedly had a higher refresh rate. The controllers felt different. It may be bigger screen. So I'm hoping it's not just an ergonomics change. I'm hoping get us back up to 80 hertz at least or maybe even 90. Like put a Snapdragon 845 or even an 855. And like people will pay the extra 100 bucks for something a little beefier that can do a little more than the Quest can do. So I'm really Mm -hmm. hoping it's, you know, hoping it's a bit more than what we've got now. You know, honestly, I'm actually, I don't mind. I mean, they do kind of need to get to that 90 hertz point. But what I'm most excited for when I saw those pictures, I was talking about just earlier with how I want headsets that are like even thinner. And looking at the pictures, it looks like they're trying to get there with this new Oculus. Um, It it looks like a very slim device, which 
probably they've I'm sure they've had a million complaints about how heavy it is. Yeah. 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 So it's lighter. Unfortunately, they still can't seem to figure out that they need like if they're going to make a slim headset, just have it be like a slim form factor in the front, a halo band that's solid material, and then a bit of weight in the back. And you can do that exactly without it being too large. Do that, Facebook. I agree. Free advice. <laughs> do it, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you should obviously be listening to us. Yes. Uh, in other news, so Chinese ODM, I don't know how to say as Gore-Tec, aims to produce over 3 million more VR AR headsets annually. Someone's so got right there's idea. like, what are you, what are you talking about? Cause like probably no one's heard this name. Gore-Tec may not be well known to consumers. However, it plays a larger role in the VR AR industry than you might think. Creates parts, reference designs, as well as finished white label products for some of the biggest companies on the planet. Mainly noted for its work in acoustic components, the Weifong, I don't know if I'm saying that right, China-based company reportedly played a role in the creation of the optical, structural, and hardware design of Microsoft's mixed reality headsets. Yeah. So, so this is there are parts more good maker. VR news. Yeah, more good VR news. They're making more, getting more headsets out there. Mm-hmm. Three million more. I mean, that's that's a bigger number, but still, <laughs> I it's not yeah. the numbers we need to get these things in every everyone's hands. Right. So they're not keeping up with demand, and it's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in the world. A million is not that much. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what especially in quarantine. Grocery... Like people need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's... You go to any grocery store that sells VR headsets, they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I know the five dollar ones at Ross have pretty much all ran out by now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, like even like Best Buy, like you know, it used to be that they would have they every Best Buy. I'm pretty certain, at least all the ones I've been to, have a section for Oculus stuff. You know, they have that little like. The, 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 I don't know the Oculus section, and they have the the Quest and the Rift S, and sometimes it's just the Quest for some reason. Um, and they're it's empty; it's been empty for forever now. Yeah. Our local ones at least have like uh, VR stuff. Yeah, and they'd at least have like maybe one PSVR headset available. Too. Right? Yeah, maybe. but now you can't <laughs> even find those. Yep, it's ridiculous. Come on, guys. I know that, like, obviously it's hard to keep up with production, but this is, like, if they're not working, like, night and day to get these headsets to people, they're missing out on a stupid amount of money. Everyone wants to get into VR right now because they're stuck at home. Take advantage of this, guys. They're not. They're not taking advantage of it. Make your money. Make your money. We're, we're all looking to buy. It's for, so frustrating. Is this just me venting my frustration because I still have to wait eight weeks to get my index? Maybe. <laughs> eight weeks plus. Eight weeks eight, plus. Eight, eight plus weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just reading a Reddit post this morning. People are like, yeah, it still says it's it's eight weeks in. It still says over eight weeks. And then all these other people are like, I'm at 10 weeks. I'm at 14 weeks. I'm like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> it's even worse. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. All right. Something I'm more excited about. So... <laughs> Um, we have not anything really official so much as just some like some some talk, but it's it's newsworthy to me and I think for a lot of other people. Microsoft Flight Simulator V wait. Microsoft Flight Simulator VR support still a post-launch top wish list item. So Microsoft Flight Simulator seemed like the ideal candidate for VR when it was um unveiled back in uh E3 2019 in June. 
However, word got out at E3 that the studio hasn't fully committed to supporting VR headsets at launch. They were kind of like, they, they, they just said, you know, it's an option, but it's not like in the plans right now. And everyone was so mad. The entire flight sim community was like, come on guys we're all in vr now like most of the flight sim community has vr headsets because it's so it like it's like a match made in heaven vr and flight sims um yeah so they said they were going to support it and while we don't know um if vr support let's hold up what does it say we're we're no we're no closer to knowing when vr support is coming however it is a top wish list item for post-launch so that's actually some pretty exciting news for um all us vr flight sim people because this is like if you guys haven't seen microsoft flight simulator footage yet the new one coming out it's just gorgeous like i can't imagine anyone not at least wanting to try this game it's drop dead gorgeous and if they get it in vr oh it'll be one of my top 10 real quick nice if they keep the graphics so a lot of people <laughs> isn't it like using uh real maps kind of like google maps does yeah. to make up all the terrains that's why it's so good like it's you could actually go fly around the real world exactly basically. yeah they're oh, they're well. using a very smart algorithm and it it's not the, the difference between like a game like that and like google maps v even even google earth which is like already in vr google earth tries its best to as accurately as possible represent the real world in 3d whereas it from what we've seen of footage it's more like flight simulator when it has an area that it like hasn't been like handcrafted the algorithms focuses less on matching exactly what it's like in real life so much as it still wants things to look good so like in google earth when there's an area that hasn't gotten much attention in google earth in terms of like getting it like more 3d ready it looks awful area 51 (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) however if you go to a place that like everywhere gets at least like good looking forests and good looking grass and good looking like do you get what i'm saying it'll yeah yeah it'll always look good whether it'll be as accurate to the real world as possible is another story but at least everywhere will look good and that's really exciting yeah, I, I would play around with it. I'm not big on flight sims, but just to go see it right. through the plane and like I, I would try it out at least once. And that's I think that's what the one thing about VR. It can pull you into something you weren't really into. Mm-hmm. I think if this comes to VR, there'll be a lot of people that thought they weren't into flight sims, tried this and are like, okay, now I'm now apparently I'm into flight sims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one does sound like something I would try. Yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty gorgeous game. I, I would just look up any trailer for it and you'll probably be sold pretty quick. Um, the, the the one thing I hope they do right is a lot of fight simulators have like they don't have good tutorials they need to just be able to let people just hop into a plane and just fly um, without too much headache if people can do that and go this is really cool then they can invest time in it anyway like have an easy mode yeah have an easy they do they do <laughs> right. need an easy mode a- easy beginner turn on autopilot mm-hmm. boom that's what that's how most pilots fly now anyways yeah Press the autopilot. <laughs> All right, Jay. Next news piece. Uh, so they heard. They heard what I said. It's happening. 
<laughs> Steam VR is finally making it easy to reposition and center from anywhere you're oh, at. Oh, yeah. So the latest, yeah. I've been whining nice. about this because PSVR is always at it. And I get on PC and it's like, what the heck? Why don't we have this? The right. latest main branch update to Steam VR adds a dashboard button, which makes it effortless to redefine the forward and center orientation of your play space a simple but useful feature for like every game yeah steam vr has been around since the earliest days of consumer vr but valve has finally now added a simple way to reorient recenter your play space clicking the button will start a three second i can't do a three three second timer <laughs> countdown timer at which point your position and looking direction will be used to redefine the center and forward directions of your play space which means not just do we have a button you can press it and then you can quickly sit up straight get what you want to be like you don't have to like be pointing forward and like try to click the button off to the side you have you have time now mm -hmm. so i i know rip's excited about this. how do you feel? oh yeah this makes me want oculus to do a similar thing where oculus right now has uh, you know what i think would be sort of like the best of all worlds would be um if you could do the recenter thing and then you'd like say hold trigger but what would happen is rather than still being in pass through, it would go to the game. So you'd still be in the game. But as long as you're holding trigger, the world will move with you until you're happy with where it is. And then you release the trigger. That would be like the perfect thing for me. Because um, mm -hmm. the, the trouble is, if you're like, especially for a lot of these like cockpit games where you kind of want to be like exactly in the center of a your play, your spaceship or whatever, is like, I'll, I'll be innerly dangerous. So I'll be facing forward. And I'll go to recenter view. The game goes away. Now it's the recenter view thing. And then I like have to like look as forward as possible and then point my finger towards the thing and press the button. And it's kind of a nuisance. And then then it goes away and my view's recentered. But the game is not like exactly lined up where I wanted it to, because I was just kind of guessing. Um, yeah, then you have to do it again. And then you have to do it again. <laughs> So, Greg, you you have Windows mixed reality. What does this mean anything to you? No, not really. <laughs> Do you not use Steam VR mixed reality at all? Yeah, I I, I use Steam VR. Did does it, it's, it's just, just its own thing? WMR headsets, you know, after numerous amounts of updates, we have like that sort of stuff just built in. Right. Yeah, like Oculus stuff. Yeah. Well, and so like if I want to reposition myself, I just use my joysticks. Right. And I, I get to where I want to be. Like how you said how you want to pull the trigger and move to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I can just do it with the joysticks oh, anytime. Man, that's even better than Oculus. Um, the one thing. Yeah. The one thing that's better than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this as someone who's expecting to be um, switching to a, an index VR pretty soon here. I was kind of worried about this aspect. <laughs> Um, right. I'm definitely one of the things I'm going to miss most is the Oculus OS. It's so much better than Steam's. Um, oh, even I, if, I feel like you're the first person that said that. So I think I'm interested. Well, I mean, I like I like that the Steam VR platform is a little bit more modifiable. Like you can add like Steam OVR toolkit and stuff like that. But just for like stock, the Steam dashboard is so intuitive, so simple. And it's kind of Apple versus Android in the sense that like Steam Steam is Android, you know, it's customizable, but it's a little finicky and doesn't always run all that well. Uh, Oculus is not doesn't take up that much, um, nearly as much uh, uh, resources to run in the background. 
and it's like very smooth and easy to use but lacking some options mm, search bar <clears throat> <laughs> i was um i forgot for <laughs> for um, a brief moment yesterday i'd forgotten that facebook owned oculus so i'd purchased some stuff on the oculus store and i got all these emails saying like uh, you just made a payment to facebook technologies and i got like two of those and i was like i i, I didn't buy anything oh, no. from facebook did someone like <laughs> hack into my account <laughs> oh no and then i saw the prices i was like oh no i know what this is <laughs> mm. oh facebook i did not need that reminder that's like something i try to put at the back of my mind is that <laughs> facebook I, I owns know. all of it Ugh. oh well at least they're putting the money in and making this thing great you know what i I like that, even if they're a scummy company. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Oculus improves iteration time for Quest developers uni- using Unity Engine 4. We are really scraping Unreal the Engine. bottom of the barrel for updates. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oculus, <laughs> it's just one of those weeks, guys. Um, Oculus <laughs> has updated its Unity Engine 4 Quest. This the, yeah, <laughs> Unity Engine 4 for Quest uh, <laughs> development tools so that developers can spend less time waiting and more time testing and iterating on their VR applications. The changes are similar in scope to recent improvements to Unity Quest development because Quest has its own standalone headset. Testing how an application will run on the headset itself requires packaging the application and then deploying it to the headset before being able to test it, which as a non-VR developer, we need Adam here to to give us the official <laughs> yeah it's annoying as hell um but we can just only guess and it sounds pretty annoying um oh i know yeah. about it i've been developing a, a vr game oh you have yeah it, it's super annoying having to <laughs> port things over constantly yeah no yeah. thanks yeah so very time consuming That's what takes the most time yeah <laughs> very time consuming to test small changes um uh, iteration time is a key factor in the efficiency of creating any media for develop to, for developers building quest applications the faster the time uh between making changes and testing them you know i gotta i gotta zoom this in more i'm just like I'm <laughs> well and in adam's absence i did a little research to try and help understand what this is saying so like basically if a developer was like oh i don't quite like how this hand is working i want to change that they would have to change that in their settings basically re-export the game to the quest wait for this process to happen and then go in and try it and say oh no that wasn't what i wanted to do redo it again now they'll basically be able to make hot changes real quick jump back into the headset and see if it did what they wanted so that's that's a huge huge constraint to to be under and to to change your workflow like that i feel like it's just going to open more doors to developers for quest so Mm -hmm. that that makes life a lot easier to make quick changes when you're trying to develop something right that is nice all right. Um, I think with that, we are ready to move into the game section. So first, before we hop into the game section, our not sponsor a partnership. I didn't want to like rewrite exactly what I did for the first section, because then it's like doing the same thing, saying the exact same things twice in a podcast, which I didn't want to do. But it means I'm just going to have to wing it. So bear with me. <laughs> ready i'm so ready you've been great at winging it tonight so i'm ready oh yeah this. oh yeah it's, it's been great it's been so great <laughs> um so 
Uh, we've recently partnership with Asterion. They sent us all the Aura VR headsets to try out and see if we wanted to recommend them. And we did. They're just like the best stands we've used so far. If you, I mean, just take a look at these things, guys. Just look them up online. They're on Amazon. They're on, we're going to recommend Asterion products because if you use our code full dive at Asterion products, you get $5 off any order over $19, $19.99 specifically, which brings the Aura stand down to $24.99 totally worth it guys this headset is clean it's minimalist and it looks freaking great um yeah get get this yeah. get the stand it's got a usb port on the side mm-hmm. of it so like you take you take your headset you take your quest off it's now charged you plug your phone in. you leave your phone on it while you're playing your quest you come back to your phone charge too. put your headset <laughs> there you just go multitasking works. just works mm-hmm. <laughs> actually you know now that you say that i always have trouble like plugging in my um because all my usb ports here are attached to the computer but whenever i uh, plug in my phone to the computer it like wants to connect and like (laughs) you know open all these things and i just want it to charge and now that you've reminded me that i've got this wonderful little usb port that isn't related to the computer it's just power i'm like ooh, i might might use that it's the way to go get one full dive yep full dive no spaces (laughs) F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, uh, so according to the script, I will go first. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Pistol Whip, guys. Um, it's hardly a new game. It's it, it's not like that old. It's not as old as like Beat Saber, but um, it's been out for a while now. It did get a big i say a big it's technically one song and a bunch of guns but in a game where you don't have mod support quite like beat saber um it means a lot more to have like a new song come out that's that's a lot of content for this game so it got a new song it got a whole bunch of guns related to baba yaga which is like the the guns that were used in john wick which are pretty darn cool um so it got an update uh middle of june um we didn't cover that at the time but Pistol Whip is also coming to PlayStation VR in like a couple weeks to sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming real soon. Very soon. <laughs> so so I was like, all right, I got to play this game. I've heard such great things about it. All my favorite Beat Saber content creators are playing half Beat Saber, half Pistol Whip. Let's, let's see what this is all about. <laughs> and I will say not even like five minutes in, I was already like, yep. This just made my top five list. It's so really? fun. Oh yeah, it's 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 John Wick in VR. <laughs> you just you feel like a badass playing this game. You're so the the premise of Pistol Whip is you're you're kind of like an arcade game, like old arcade game. You're just kind of like moving down a path um, at a at a constant speed, and enemies kind of pop up and run at you and stuff, and you shoot them, which. Uh, might not sound all that exciting but when you're playing it to like to some really sweet music and you've got some sick guns and you're just you can turn on do wielding or go like single um pistol i it, it technically decreases your score by 10 percent, but i feel like i always want to use dual wielding because it's so darn oh, fun of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> just dual wielding it's got you can you can turn on or off auto aim and I'll, I'll like, when I want to get serious, I'll turn off auto aim and it, it adds 25% experience. But 
it means you have to be really accurate, which can be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, especially since you don't have like a real pistol in your hands. And then mm. you've got, um, but regularly it's got a little bit of auto aim, which honestly I was pretty okay with most of the time in terms of just, I want to have fun and play this game because it makes you feel so cool and so good. It's, it's real satisfying to play and an absolute blast. And it, it quickly became like, in terms of games I want to play regularly, like I, I always come back to like Beat Saber, for example, because it's just so darn fun. Um, this this is definitely like quickly ri- risen to the top of my games that like I will play. I will come back to regularly when I just want to have fun in VR or I've got some people over and like it's now Beat Saber, Super Hot VR, and Pistol Whip are like my go are my new. It's my new set of go to games. It's technically a rhythm shooter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there like some rhythm to it? You, I mean, you can shoot whenever you want. Um, so you you get extra points if if you shoot to the rhythm. Um, I'm not all that great at it because I'm kind of new at it. Right now, I'm just having so much fun blasting people. I'm not too worried. It like just blasting people with <laughs> some awesome like EDM or whatever is playing going on in the background as you're doing it is satisfying enough for me. Um, so I, I just started blasting. I just started blasting. It's it's. <laughs> I just started blasting like brought to life. <laughs> Do you get to like pick the music, or is it just uh, you, like per level? You, uh, well, you can't like bring in your own music if that's what you're asking. Um, that said, there's nothing stopping you from muting the game and then pulling up spotify and then just going to your own and yeah there's nothing stopping you from doing that in fact as i'm saying it i'm like i kind of want to try this <laughs> right like, that's, a good idea. <laughs> that's not a that's not you know what i might i might do that um that said yeah, the songs they have that. yeah um that said the songs they have are pretty sweet i mean i liked it because i'm into edm and all that um if you're not into electronic music maybe your mileage will vary I'd like to think that even if you're not crazy into it, it's still just a, a, like a blast play. Um, that said, that is sort of the only genre of music they have for all their songs. But they have like, I don't know, 10 to 15. I, I didn't count. Maybe it's 15 to 20. Greg, is it, have you played any or is it on your list or do you just not care about it? What What is your opinion? Uh, I don't know. The The whole rhythm game thing isn't really my cup of tea. Like, of course I have Beat Saber. Right. You know, if you have VR, you have to have Beat Saber. Right. And, you know, of course, before then, I, you know, I played Guitar Hero. Right. Besides that, I haven't dealt with any other sort of mm-hmm. rhythm sort of games. Right. Um, I think I'd like, If are you into shooters? Uh, it really depends on the shooter. Okay. Well, I mean, I'd still recommend this because to me, when I was playing it, it didn't feel like a rhythm game. Uh, you could play it like a rhythm game because you can shoot on the beat. But nothing's stopping you from doing that. But on the other hand, nothing's forcing you to do that. Um, it's just a points yeah, bonus. That is nice. So if you just want to have mm. fun and shoot things as they come at you to awesome music, to me, that was the premise of the game. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I need to get on this. Oh, dude. It's been on my list. Yeah, you gotta like, like you gotta play this. 
it's one that I just keep putting off. And I don't really know why I keep putting it off. But it's like I really want to. But the, the thing for me, I didn't like Guitar Hero. I didn't like rhythm games until Beat Saber. Right. And even since Beat Saber, I've played a bunch of rhythm games in VR and none of them feel like Beat Saber. Beat Saber, you're forced to move to the music and you're forced to do these these motions that can actually feel really fun. Where other ones like Synth Riders, you're shooting and you're trying to shoot on V. It just didn't feel like it. So now that you say it's not just a rhythm game, it's it can be a shooter computer if you want. That kind of interests me more yeah. because I really wasn't sure where this game fit into the scheme of things now i want to try it it. honestly to me felt more like a better like super hot was already a lot of fun but imagine super hot but to awesome music that's (laughs) yeah that's 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 what pistol whip is because it's got like the same thing where like enemies kind of appear and come at you it's super stylized and when enemies shoot at you it's not like and it, it instantly travels to you and you take damage they like all the bullets travel in like slow motion so you're like as you're moving through to music you're like dodging and it's 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 so fun it's so fun (laughs) yeah matrix i'm sure i'm i'm sure i'm not the first one who's done but i put the matrix soundtrack on while playing through super hot and it is just so good so i gotta i gotta get on pistol web well i i spent some time this week playing uh with another youtuber i played a game called path of the warrior Anyone here familiar? No. Yes, I have that. Oh, okay. So you you can help me out here. So like, remember Streets of Rage way back in the day? Side scrolling. Is it on Oculus? Beat em up. It's on Oculus. Yes, okay. on Oculus. Mm-hmm. I think exclusively. Uh, basically, you're jumping to first person inside of Streets of Rage from the '80s or whatever. You've got just random bar thugs coming at you and you're punching them you're grabbing stuff you can find to throw at them and hit them with stuff you you punch them until they're into a knockout phase and they're like standing there all weird and you can grab them you can throw them in the oven or you can throw them up on the burners or you can throw them into the jukebox and electrocute them it was it was way more intense than i expected it to be but the best part it's multiplayer so i played it co-op with a friend and that made the experience i mean it it may not have been as amazing all by myself. I think I would have gotten tired of it, but I got a workout in. I was my watch was like 27 minutes dynamic workout when I stopped and I was all sweaty. I had a good time playing with a friend and it's a really visually pleasing experience because it's the graphics are they're meant to look arcadey, but they they're fun and fun to play. Mm-hmm. So uh, Destiny, you said you haven't. Have you played it? Yes, but only a little bit, just because I've noticed that game does cause a lot of motion sickness. Uh, and so I've played the, um, I don't know what you'd, what you'd call it, but it's kind of like the little games. Oh, let me come back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little games like within the game, like where you uh, go to the bar and you uh, you can like fill up drinks and things like that. So I just kind of stick to that part of it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like I mean, overall, like the style is cool and everything. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just looking it's at they have some footage. It kind of reminds me of it. It, it feels like a, a a bit of like a, a Yakuza plus um plus gorn plus maybe cyberpunk yeah it's like a hybrid it's just kind of like old school street fighter arcade yeah well and after you beat a level after you get done beating up all the bad guys you can go do stuff around the environment that you were in so like the second level you're in this roller rink and they have brick breaker 
if you know what Brick Breaker is on an arcade machine. And it worked really well. You just hold the joystick with your Oculus controller and you move your little platform back and forth and there's one ball bouncing and you bounce it back and forth and take out all these bricks. And I seriously played that for like 10 minutes. The dude was like, okay, we need to like wrap up the collab and do our outros. And I was like, I'm just going to keep playing Brick Breaker, dude. I don't know. You go do your thing, but I'm just going to keep playing Brick Breaker and say my outro because Brick Breaker is so fun. So yeah that is what's cool about it there's a lot of stuff to do like within the game not just the mission that is cool yeah get it get it with a friend i would say and and for destiny of the motion sickness i didn't feel it on the pc but i'm betting on the quest like anything else probably runs a little rougher so i i definitely felt like it ran decent on the pc the thing that bugged me because i don't get motion sick i wanted to be able to turn faster i had the turn speed all the way up and i still felt like i was turning slow uh, that's probably like protect you and help you not get sick, but get a friend and try this out if you get a chance, because I, I totally think it was worth it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiplayer makes a huge difference in a lot of games, I think. Always. Trying to see if they made Gorn. It looks so similar that I'm like, is it the same company? But I can't seem to find any information on that. Yeah, I don't know who makes it. Oh, well. It's much less gory than Gorn, but it is fun. Right. You still kill people pretty brutally. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a fun game. I, I don't know if it's like too much my kind of game. Like I might it's it looks like the kind of game I might like pick up just to like say I've played it, play like five, ten minutes, maybe even thirty, and then like never play it again. If you play it with a friend, yeah, you'll play yeah, pretty you'll much. play more than that. Okay. But if you were on your own, yeah. If I was on my own, I would have made it through level one. I would have been done with it. But playing with a friend, I was like, let's keep going. Let's see what there is. And I, I want to go back and play the rest now with a friend. Okay. Because I do want to see what else there is, especially if there's more Brick Breaker. <laughs> 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 that does look cool. Uh, we spent some time, Rip, and I actually, uh, Rip finally dragged me into yes. it. Yes. Because that's what he does. I do. He just wears you down. I I'm got into Elite Dangerous finally. Uh, and Rip keeps call he abbreviates and calls it ED. I don't know. I, I just can't get around my rat head. It's Elite Dangerous. I'm not going to call it ED. Elite Dangerous. Now, this is a game, for those of you who haven't played it out there, it's just a space cockpit simulator, but you're in this huge universe with all these different places to go. But you're you can fly your ship wherever you want to. You got light speed. They call it all the fancy names. It's not called light speed. You you can go do you're basically a freelancer. So you basically can like decide what missions you want to go do, how you want to make your money. It is pretty. It is really good looking. It has a learning curve like none <laughs> other. Like I played for two hours and I felt like I was barely scratching the surface of what the game is, what you can do and how to play it. How many hours do you think you've put into it altogether, Rip? If you oh, to I'm, I'm playing on like. Well, actually, does does Steam have a, how many hours? If if you yeah, give me one I second, I might be able to well, give you a number. Well, he's figured that out. Have you have either you played it or seen footage or mm-hmm. care at all about it? Uh, I've no, seen I some footage, seen but I've never footage. played it. I don't think so. Well, it's a big time game outside of VR. First, it was this big cockpit simulator. Tons of people were playing, and then they brought it into VR, really without any compromise, in my understanding. Like it's it's exactly the game in VR. And, and I was playing it with the Hotas. So you're not like trying to hold the stick like in No Man's Sky and it's all awkward. I was playing it with the Hotas. So there was no there was no hand motion controls, but I was able to fully look around and see what was going on and play it. And it's definitely cool, but you've got to be willing to put in the time if you're going to play this game. So mm-hmm. that that's probably my only apprehension about the game is I don't think I would ever spend enough time to get good at it and really love it. But I can see the appeal for those of you who have time, you like a grindy game, you like cockpit. And 
in the future, they haven't announced VR. We've talked about this on the podcast already. They said there's a legs update coming out where you'll actually be able to get out of your ship and do stuff. And I, that that appeals to me more. That makes me want to get in if they bring that to VR because I love that in No Man's Sky. I love being able to go check out stuff on the planet and then get in my ship and fly away and do the same thing again. Mm. So I've got 80 hours on PC. And I imagine I have, um, let's see, if I have 80 hours on PC, I probably have like maybe 200, 300 hours on PS4. <laughs> okay. Um, That's what I expected. Yeah. Um. Yeah, unfortunately, PlayStation doesn't track hours, so there's no way for me to check that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of hours in. And hopefully to some some of you, what he's saying about, like, it requires some investment and, like, he felt like he barely scratched the surface. I, I want to, like, kind of point out that hopefully to a lot of you, that's a good thing because that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have. It's hardly a pet peeve. It's just a straight-up complaint. A lot of VR games have just, like, no depth, like – like we were saying about the game just previously, I forget what it's called. Um, what was what was the game you were playing, Jay? Path of the Warrior. Path of the Warrior. Path of the Warrior. Like so many VR games like that, where like you play ten minutes and you like go, okay, I, I know what this game's about. Um, and you you feel like maybe they'll like change something up as you keep playing, but for the most part, like you've done it all already. Um, and the rest is just like filler content to feel like they actually released a game. It's so tech demo. It's like tech demo with filler. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of VR games right now. So if you want a game that you feel like, no, this is like, this is a full proper game. There's a ton for you to do. And you're not going to scratch the surface in even a couple hours. Hopefully to some of you, that's like a good thing. I want more games like that where I feel like I can hop in and I'm like, this is, I'm just going to be able to put so many hours into this. I'm going to be having fun for a really long time. Um, yeah. It makes it worth the money. Right. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know, that yes, the like getting used to the controls can definitely be a turnoff for some people and that I understand. But if like, hopefully the, the hours to put into like, you don't have to put in those hours to have fun. I don't think, um, you can have fun from like starting at the tutorial. I'd lie, right? That the tutorial was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets you going into it, and like, if you're if you're into cockpit and flight simulators, you're probably gonna be going crazy the whole time. For me, I like wanted to get out and blast something, and that that took a little while to get to that. But it definitely you you would feel like you got your money's worth with this game because there's so much time to be put into it. I'm just one that doesn't always feel like I have a ton of time. So I have a hard time getting a game like, like this or like Skyrim, something that I know I'm going to need to put in those hours to get the experience. Mm -hmm. It's harder for me, but if you have the time, yeah, you're going to love it. Are you raising your hand? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what it looked like. We don't raise Greg. our, we don't raise our hand here, Greg. We just, we no, just butt like, in. I was like, preach. Yeah. Just oh, preach. okay. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing preach with greg, not enough time oh yeah greg is greg is here with us greg's youtube is is known for a lot of rec room but greg do you have a game something you've been playing lately in vr that you want to talk about it can be rec room it can be anything but what what have you been playing lately uh does it have to be vr uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so believe it or not i i'm not really a person to play like a whole bunch of like actiony sort of games typically my games that i play is either like puzzles or like relaxing sort of games mm. and then i play the games where i destroy them for videos and it's funny but <laughs> all right <laughs> uh the, the the games i've been playing the most lately one has been called the unwelcomed 
I've never heard of that. And it, it's an escape room game. Oh, right. And and I, I've been playing a lot of escape room games, and I'm so upset that I can't play The Room Dark Water because I want to so bad. But uh, I think that's one I have. Uh, but this one was only like $7, $8, and you get seven different escape rooms. Oh. And eat, I've only been able to beat one. That, that sounds and, like glowing marks for a uh, uh, puzzle room game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they don't give you a time limit, but even so, I haven't been able to beat any of the other rooms because they're really hard. But granted, it does give you everything you need mm-hmm. to complete them, except for one room, which I don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> uh. Because <laughs> it does have a timer, quote unquote, but it, it's not in the typical sense. It, it's candlelight, and if the candles go out, you can't see, and you have to restart. Oh, jeez. Because uh, there was one room I was in it for like seven hours trying to beat it. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. You're getting your money's worth out of this game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it not multiplayer like either. So is it like a good kind <laughs> of hard or a bad kind of hard? I like it. A lot because it's hard. Okay. But then there are some things within some rooms that are sort of just like they they give you things, mm-hmm. and it almost feels like they're expected that you should already know what it's supposed to be instead of them like giving you like a little hint in the corner of the room or giving you a little hint in some fluorescent like paint on the wall you have to light up to be able to see what the hint is it's sort of like they give you like this line of colors and you're supposed to put the colors in order but they don't tell you anywhere what the order is (laughs) well but like once you go back and like look through things like there are like colors within the room which don't necessarily match up to those colors but for some reason at the end they do match up okay so it's like it was there, but the game never tells you that that's what they're for. Is this a good thing in your book or a not good thing in your book? That That's one of the unfortunate flaws about like VR escape rooms I've noticed. Mm-hmm. that I, I've done a lot. I've done like 50. Okay. And uh, anytime like there's an escape room game, I try and play it. And the the one unfortunate thing about escape rooms is in real life, they typically go down like either one route or another. Typically it's either a key hunt or where you're supposed to find a bunch of numbers to unlock uh, different uh, combination locks. That's all fine and dandy. That's real life. Within VR escape rooms, it's a completely different story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because in VR, you know, like you're almost superhuman. You can knock over a bookshelf without a problem. <laughs> right. That sort of thing. Okay. And sometimes you can accidentally knock over a bookshelf when you're not supposed to in some games. <laughs> and then you have to restart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the unfortunate thing about VR escape rooms, some people who are developing these games sometimes don't understand what makes an escape room an escape room. And they put these puzzles in a room to help you escape, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand the flow of why you're supposed to be solving these puzzles to escape and so they just throw in puzzles and just say go ah uh, yeah and so those are the ones i don't like there have been a few good escape rooms that i have played 
but most of the time they're sort of just on the uh they're, they're okay uh <laughs> i'll refund this later sort of thing Aww, but okay. the unwelcomed the unwelcome is definitely the best bang for your buck because you get a lot of escape rooms a lot of playtime. unfortunately there is no multiplayer which i would love and there there's another vr escape room game that i played that had uh multiplayer but it only came with one free escape room which took me about an hour to beat by myself right but uh, the other escape rooms, they're like $7 a piece. So the, the one you and played, like how much six of them. did it cost? Uh, the one I played, the, the Unwelcomed? Yeah. That one was $7 for all of it. Jeez. Wow. So a dollar a room. Yeah, dollar. <laughs> and you yeah, said you wished good. you could play the room, Darkwater, but you can't. Why is that? Isn't that Oculus exclusive? I can't afford it. Oh, you can't afford it? Uh, how much is it? Yeah, I can't I think afford like... crap. 30 it's 30 dollar game that's the one that i got last week and i will say though that it is worth the money especially the visuals like it's it's a Mm -hmm. really really good game but that was my first game ever playing uh that type like the escape room i've never played that kind before in vr and uh it's really cool so but yeah i want to play other ones like what you're talking about because i know there's a bunch of other ones on steam to kind of get a comparison of the two Mm mm-hmm do you know it how many rooms that has? Uh, <laughs> okay. And then there's also games like Nervosa, and those were like the first sort of VR escape room games. They're okay, like they look they look nice, but they try to do this weird, like throw in like an, a little action sort of thing in there, and that's the sort of things I don't like about VR escape rooms. They try and throw stuff at you mm-hmm. whenever you should be mm-hmm. able to take your time try and understand things but then they'll throw like oh by the way there's been a zombie behind you this entire time that's been chasing you (laughs) if you don't escape the zombie you die and you have to restart the past 45 minutes you've been trying to beat this room yeah (laughs) it kind of feels like that would ruin that and then like kills your motivation to do it again yeah Mm -hmm. but the unwelcomed it doesn't have any threats no time limit you can go at your own pace which is all great nice but it doesn't have multiplayer, and that's the one thing I don't like. <laughs> all right. And there are little secrets to find, like little hidden teddy bears and stuff right. all around the different rooms. Well, you, you got to have that in, in an escape room game. I like that's par for the course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Moving on. Uh, Destiny, you played the forest. Uh, she played without us yes. after saying she would play with us. <laughs> I want to know. Just on record. I didn't know you already had it. Yeah, I'm with you, Jay. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, tell, tell us, yeah, tell now, us what you thought you of it, it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hold on, let me look up this description I have real quick. Oh, you, you put a description because I know I'm gonna butcher it. Oh yeah, yeah. I made sure to screenshot the description so I can get it very accurate because it's such a weird game that like I would butcher trying to. Talk about <laughs> oh, it. I see what so you're saying. So let me yeah, get the description. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll like go into the details. Okay, so the forest <laughs> for whoever hasn't um, heard of it, or if you haven't seen, like, there's tons of really funny like clips from the game out there. But anyways, it's a lone survivor, um, or as the lone survivor of a passenger jet crash, you find yourself in a mysterious forest battling to stay alive against a society of cannibalistic mutants. Build, explore, survive in this terrifying first-person survival horror game. 
So basically, since I'm into horror games, like I've been wanting to try this one. This has been one of the ones at the top of my list for that drawing for a while. And I finally like looked into it in Steam and it's only $19 to me. That's a really good price for a game, yeah. um, especially one that has as much popularity as this one. So definitely went ahead and grabbed it and played it. But Without um, us. I we okay now we definitely have to play it you too jay everybody like it's so worth it um so the beginning's my favorite though i almost wish you could just like repeat it but you start out like in the um the plane right and you see some people in the seats and you don't really know what's going on so of course i'm nosy and i was wondering like if i could get up and like see people but then all of a sudden it starts just like shaking and going crazy and what you're talking about with the roller coaster that feeling i haven't had that feeling in a while since i played a game like that it really kind of like jars you and kind of makes you feel off balance like it's crazy but like in a fun way okay and so then was, like, you to crash ask. and you land yeah like not in like a like it didn't make me sick but it's it's a very weird feeling yeah. but then once you crash and you land um you're able to like pick up like start gathering like supplies and stuff and then you can if you're playing multiplayer it and for people who don't know it is online multiplayer so it was a huge selling point it's a lot of fun that way but anyways you can go off and like go find your people right well as you're doing that i'm sure there's a way to turn it off but it does have like the have you ever played a game where it has like the black like safety shield when you're walking mm -hmm. so oh, does yeah. it make you sick then yeah. one of the so, first things i turn off yeah right, i'm sure yeah. it has an option to turn it off but lovely me i decided to keep it <laughs> so be a little bit less sick mm. but um so anyways like you go to find your people and then like you can gather like these axes and just like all this crazy stuff and i was just like chopping up and like hitting everything i could just to experiment <laughs> And um, so, I mean, I didn't get too crazy far in it, but um, we're going to play mean, with Destiny and the I, horror part is just going to be Destiny herself with her axes, just like looking at us <laughs> a little funny, like, can I chop you <laughs> like Destiny? <laughs> exactly. She comes out That's with a chainsaw. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like who these poor random players that I, I was playing with, I'm sure they hated me and wanted to kick me immediately because I did try to like stab one of them oh my goodness and uh, i wanted to see if it worked and, uh, this is a familiar reason, thing audio... isn't it jay where do i <laughs> what does this remind oh, me of <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's totally me and pavlov too i don't know I, I guess that's the fun thing of vr like you can just you can be crazy <laughs> and yeah you have a lot more audio... ability to just mess around yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah just goof it around and uh but the audio like wasn't working i don't know if it was something to do with like my pc settings or just my just headset was the, acting the up at the time of decent audio that yeah, plagues you and exactly. adam <laughs> <laughs> yes the audio curse so as i was you know i was like doing all this crazy stuff i don't really know what they were saying i'm sure they were quite upset with me <laughs> and they're all like trying to gather like logs and they were playing for real they were being like legit trying to like build a little home and stuff and <laughs> i was just having fun but yeah we definitely need a repeat where we all play and it's people i know uh -huh. and we can hear each other because i think it would be so much more fun right. and i didn't even get to get to the scene where there's like caves and all this other crazy stuff Mm -hmm. so um how are the graphics yeah it's worth it the graphics are great i mean like from the videos i saw the graphics aren't 
quite what I was expecting, but that might be because I'm on the link. Oh, right. But, um, you know, aside from that, I was very impressed with it. I mean, there's almost nothing that I would change, and especially for the price mm-hmm. and considering it's multiplayer, definitely worth it. Nice. I mean, it sounds pretty fun. And I've been also keeping my eye on this for a while, but I'm not typically into horror games. The survive, excuse me, the survival aspect, however, is something I'm interested in. Yeah, it's in. so different. This is one of the few that are multiplayer, and it is so different. It's not like your typical, like, cheap, scare-type horror games. And um, and then also, you know, like with Five Nights at Freddy coming out today on Quest, you know, I just figured, why not? We're just going to make the entire week about scary games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Destiny, do you, are you familiar with the games Rust or Daisy? No, I think I've heard of Rust, but not the other one. Ah, damn, I was hoping you would know about those, because then I'd ask you how they come, like, sort of, maybe you'll be able to answer this. Is this just the sort of game where it's like, you could just keep playing, there isn't really an end to the game, it's more just like a sandbox? Or is it more of like, there it's was... got a campaign, and you once you finish it, you're done with the game? See, that I'm kind of wondering, too, because um, like I said, I kind of... I. I almost never do tutorials. I almost never read what I actually should be doing. I'm really bad about just jumping into games and like just kind of figuring it out. And so with Arizona Sunshine, obviously, you know, you have like the very set like campaign and what you're doing with this game. Other than the the same intro, the rest, I don't know if there is an actual end to the game or if it's just kind of just playing play as, as long you go, as you like, want just accumulating resources yeah. and yeah okay it, there, yeah there exactly just kind of surviving there there is a story there is an ending because there I have is an it. ending okay yes I, I played the alpha whenever it was before pre-release oh and uh it wasn't great it wasn't great back then at all. I haven't played it since either. So what you're saying sounds a lot better than what I played. Right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, well. yes, there is there there is an ending. But it it's one of those games that even after you beat it, it does go on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did seem like it would take a while, even if there is like a point to it. And then um, I know because it mentioned that you can build a house, and that's kind of like your saving point. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't know, I may have misread it, but just considering that there is like a saving point, I feel like, you know, the game at least definitely lasts a while. Right. And again, especially for 19 bucks. Yeah. I remember when the game launched and people were saying it was kind of like Minecraft, but realistic, like real graphics, real building and stuff. So I think there's <laughs> a huge sandbox element to it. But I think if you want to, you follow the story and there is like probably a way off the island, I would imagine is the ending. I don't know for sure. But I think you can also just build a huge mansion out of rocks right. if you want to and go crazy. Like you can have fun with it either way, which I like that. That sounds way up my alley. I've just been waiting for the right crowd to play with. And apparently Destiny was not that crowd because she jumped the gun. So I will never. <laughs> I will never forgive oh, yeah. you. If, if you play this. with me, like we're not gonna survive. Like I'm gonna lock gonna you be... out of the house. Yeah, we're gonna lock you out. I'm of hearing it. You'll be the cannibals. I'm hearing your play style and the way she was playing. I'm like, Jay, do we do we just play without letting her know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it would be pure madness. It's great. Hey guys, I saw you were I saw you were playing, so I hopped in. Like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> pulls out her knife. Might yeah, as well like, burn our houses down door. now. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. You just wait. Oh, <laughs> yes. And you do, you have like a, like in your left hand, you have a lighter and you can just walk around with it lit. So the entire time I had like fire in the hatchet. And oh, God. Yeah, it, was, it was great. <laughs> but you're, you're such an agent of chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Well, that sounds pretty fun. We're doing this. Um, hopefully, uh, <laughs> Adam will be feeling well enough this weekend. He, he's sick right now. Um, hopefully, he'll be feeling enough feeling enough feeling well enough uh this weekend to uh play the forest and we can even well we're we've been trying to get this going for a while we want to do like a good stream with all four of us playing a game the last time we were able to do that proper was like orbis vr which was forever ago um so yeah let's let's try and do that yeah true that would be a lot of fun moving us on for our last section, um, let's keep this one real brief, guys. We're already at an hour and 20 minutes. Hell, I'm half tempted to just... You know what? The I We can, we can do it quick. We, we can, can do it quick. quick. All right, we'll do it quick. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> just, yeah, it's we're okay. at an hour and 20 already. Let's do this. Make it happen. We're going to talk about what's the most interesting use for VR outside of gaming. So gaming's the big thing we talk about. It's it's what the podcast is about. But like, there's so much more that VR is going to be beyond this. So for me personally, I kind of follow VR in the medical field and like what it can be used for for that. So there's a lot of different. Isn't things your there. wife in the medical They've field, or was that? Yeah, nutrition. Yeah, but yeah, but one interesting thing about her, she has terrible directional awareness. <laughs> like for some reason, her brain is programmed in such a way she has to like remember images of how to go somewhere. Like you couldn't tell her; she couldn't like make a map in her mind and think, "I'm here, and I need to get here." Well, I could do it this way or this way or that way. She has to like follow the mental path that she's taken before and always take things the same path. So she's even found in just in VR gaming, it's been really helpful to her because she has to explore these environments and learn different ways. And it's actually seems to be helping her awareness of how to get from place to place doing that and, and push that. Mm -hmm. And so there's studies with that. There's studies with people with dementia, being able to actually relive memories and be able to track things better. They're able to fix Mm -hmm. lazy eyes with kids because it's two separate monitors. They can make games that actually exercise the muscles that need to, because the separate monitor will actually force their eye to work its way over and they can actually help. So like for me, seeing that it can be so much more than gaming, I think that's super cool. So that's, that's kind of what I, that's my, my thing. Mm -hmm. That, that is that is a that's probably one of the more common things i see there's like really outside of gaming i see vr used in most often in two areas one is the medical field like being able to see like the inside of a body and perspectives you're not able to do in real life even with a real body you can like make things larger you can move through it and you can like zoom in you can zoom out Um, a lot of really cool applications i've seen and then the other thing is workplace training so like if they're going to be you know, like if you're this probably isn't a great example, but if you're going to like go work on an oil rig, it's hard to train someone until they're on the oil rig. Um, but I'm this is all just pure conjecture here. Um, but that sort of thing VR really can help with when you're like, you don't know what it's going to be like. And being able to have at least just a visual 3D way to see what you're going to be working with and get an idea of how things are going to happen. Um, even if you're just pressing buttons to activate stuff, press button to activate lever, press button to start the shigababob. <laughs> but like, once you get like that visual 3d sense of like, I do this and then I do this and then I do that. Um, 
apparently VR really gets some of that across. So even when you're in real life, yes, you now have to actually pull a lever and then you actually have to empty the shing of a bob. You at least like you know you know what's coming in a in a way that is hard to get with just like watching a video or reading an instruction manual. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps your attention a lot more. And I mean, it's like all kinds of businesses and companies are using it. I used to be the manager of a makeup store and in our perfume department, like a brand came out and for our group training, they actually had a VR set and we got to uh, do our training that way. And I mean, that was years ago. And so it's pretty crazy exactly, you know, what all they're using it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably uh-huh. the most common way that VR is being yeah, used. Yeah, I think so. Um, probably the most exciting. Yeah, thing is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, maybe, like, uh, another thing I, I found recently is, like, with robotics. Like, kids learning how to put together little little robots and stuff there's oh, a free VR? game on steam for vr yeah where you get to build mm-hmm. a robot yeah and it's almost like That's lego cool. in a way yeah, yeah. Pro- but probably a lot cheaper to buy a program <laughs> than buy a lot of those kits that are like like robots kits can yeah like especially once you like right. as an adult when you like go back to like the kids section you're like you know i kind of want to see how much like I kind of want to buy a new Lego set. I, I just, I just want to buy one. I had this recently, and I like look at all the prices. I'm like, how did my parents ever get one of one of these? <laughs> no wonder I never got like, yeah. the the Death Star and the all the bigger Lego things. Like, oh wow, these things are expensive. <laughs> right. Um. So I definitely could see the application for that for like for kids when your kids want the hottest new things. Like, well, you know what? Just give them a digital version. <laughs> you get this download yes and there's a even just like that it's it's merging the gaming and the learning there was a game i played i think it was an alpha it was sent to me and it was a, a like steampunk cyberpunk game but it was actually teaching you coding as you were doing yes. these puzzles oh, yeah and like that's that's cool too because it's kind of bridging both mm-hmm. so i like that yeah right cool math games on steroids <laughs> <laughs> Actually cool. Actually cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want VR math blaster, right. please, and thank you. No, it was terrible. More like stupid. Was that the math one on games. like Super Nintendo? Was it on it? I think it was you know just a PC game, but I could be totally wrong. There was one. It sounds very close to that, but it was on Super Nintendo, and yeah, it was. I don't know. Maybe. Man, it was bad. It might have been on Super Nintendo. <laughs> the fun, I guess. I played it on my old parents' computer way back when. Um. Anyway, nice. any other any other VR applications before we wrap things up? I think come to mind. All right. I don't know, maybe painting. Maybe painting. Art yeah, yeah. Sculptures. There have some been some pretty cool art things done in VR. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can definitely do some unique sort of like sculpting, and yeah, there's some cool stuff there. All right. With that, we will wrap up this podcast. Thank you for watching, everyone. It's been a fun one. Thanks again to Greg. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Greg was ready to run off. Yeah. All right, I'm done, guys. <laughs> yeah, see you. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> Thank you so much to Greg, who came here as our guest. Was Greg, was there anything else you wanted to say, shout out, talk about yeah. before we yeah. go? Where should, where should people find you, Greg? Uh, you can find me at YouTube.com backslash c backslash hey it's greg uh 
You can find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night Gamer Rex. No, not, it's a weird name. Not what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, old. We we don't talk about it. Old old news, fake news. Uh, Can't you change your, your Twitter <laughs> he's handle? Moved on. Huh? You can change your Twitter handle now and like keep the same account. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your character had a strange lack Did of emotion you know about for, this? How, for how loud no. that yell was. <laughs> I've only I had one Twitter. Twitter. So I get I the know. feeling, listeners, that by the time this podcast is out, um, it won't be, be that weird username Greg just said. <laughs> It'll be something else. So... <laughs> if you want to find Greg, as you as he said, uh, youtube.com slash c slash um hey it's Greg, or we'll have we'll have links down in the description because it's YouTube and we do that stuff. Um and and on the and on the show notes there will also be um a link that will be impossible to click on most podcast players because podcast players are dumb. Um <laughs> <laughs> looking at you spotify it's weird the spotify on spotify the hyperlinks work on uh like the desktop version of spotify but on on mobile like nothing works and the formatting's just all sorts of weird weird. anyway rant over um as the the producer's rant is over so thanks for watching guys check out hey it's greg if you're not already part of the discord community uh join that um if you want the podcast a day early um as always uh, become a patreon supporter also we're planning next week we're going to have an audience and by an audience i just mean silent people that are like in the background you can like i don't know wave at the camera or just kind of chill and i don't know if like <laughs> some people have wanted to do this so we we decided to get it working um and we'd like to make it a little more interactive but right now we're just in the testing phases but if you want an assured spot at the audience um Right now, we have a few enough amount of Patreon members that you've more or less guaranteed yourself a spot if you join. Um, we don't. We only have the five dollar a month um, section. It's if we do include an audience and we get enough Patreon supporters, we are going to have to bump up that as a membership benefit to like a higher tier. Because otherwise, if we have like, I don't know, let's 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 get stupidly optimistic and say a thousand people listening we can't have a thousand people <laughs> in a in a vr room so we'll have to bump it up to whatever has the least amount of people that's when you get a stage yeah exactly you get a stage and yeah. we're on the stage and everybody else have an arena. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there you go <laughs> um, but anyway so we've got some cool perks going that way but honestly the biggest thing i'd recommend is joining the discord community lots of fun stuff there guys um and if you're a listener, check out the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, we are also on podcast platforms. And with that, that wraps up episode 10 of the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. Thanks for listening. 10, wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Double digits. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Remember, there's lots of listeners, Bye. guys. You got you to gotta be vocal. Say, say jazz, jazz hands. Jazz Bye. hands don't work. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Of course, Greg. (laughs) Yes, thanks for coming. See you all later.